tackle. Racing through, there's a great chance. That's it! William. Two goals in two minutes. And this man remains remarkably calm. Our top story this summer, veteran soccer coach Clive Barker's passed away in Durban and a Durban hospital, in fact, on Saturday. In a statement, his family says the veteran coach died after a brave battle with Lewy body dementia. Barker lifted the African Cup of Nations as national coach with Bafana Bafana back in 1996, nicknamed The Dog. People ask me that and they worry, expect to say that AFCON win against to France, but the biggest day for me was Nelson Mandela's inauguration. He said to us that he would come and watch us play. On the very day he was being, became the president of this, of this country and I thought, God, it could never happen. But of course it did and um, marvellous and what he did for us and he was the, the biggest factor while we won the African Cup of Nations. Fabulous. He was the only coach who was giving me 100% freedom to do whatever on the field. And he used to say, go out there, dance boy, dance doggy, we need you. And I didn't understand why would life single me out. He moved from being a coach, he moved from being a father. He was like a friend. He took the South African national team to their only African Cup of Nations title in 1996. All the players were sitting at one table. Not four there, six there, there's everybody sat down at the table. He let the families also come. Your father, your mother, your sister, and he'll greet everybody. You know how that made you feel as a player? You can do anything for a man like that. When we were dancing, when we were sad, he was part of us. We were drinking beer, he was drinking beers with us. I think he's in a good place now. He'll meet some of the players, actually, that, um, that he was coaching, uh, Suze and Foma Singer. So they'll have a chat there uh, on top about that. And so I will just say my condolences to the Barker family. May his soul rest in peace. I did it Well, the dog is barking no more. In simple language, Clyde Barker isn't with us anymore. What a painful weekend for South African football. For African football, a rare breed of a human being. A genius of a coach, deeply rooted in something that came very, very naturally to him. His love of South African football, as well as his ability to understand and use the country's diverse culture. In the words of coach Pitsum Simane, saying that, and I quote... Clive had a desire and compassion to have a deeper understanding of the players at his disposal. A difficult combination to get out of a coach. He coached a human being first, then a talented football player. End quote. And man, if that doesn't tell you just what a father Clive Barker was, then I guess nothing ever will. A father who, according to the words of Mark Leeson, perfectly summed up his fatherly role saying that he, and I quote, cooed like a mother, a mother hen over the skills of Dr. Kumalo, loved the mischievous side of Mark Williams and reveled in the talent of John Shoes Mishreo, end quote. And those are just three 
of what must have been hundreds of footballers who passed through Clive's hands in a storied career uh, that took on both internationally as well as club success. I guess Clive didn't think too hard about tactics, but he thought hard about people. And that's how he secured his 1996 Africa Cup of Nations triumph with an old-school formation. If you understand and follow football, a simple 4-4-2 featuring a midfield of two ball-winning warriors behind a duo of silky attacking midfielders. I mean, his match day philosophy was very, very simple. The hard men, and those in terms would be someone like a Linda Mercedes-Benz, Utelezi, and Eric Tinkler. Those are the hard men doing hard work. And the artists must be free to express the effervescent and theatrical spirit of the Mzansi game. Simple, very jovial. I mean, that was Clive Barker. That jovial personality reinforced the inaccurate perception uh, that he was a simple man doing a simple job. In fact, he was a subtle and intuitive analyst of character as well as culture. And he needed to be. He simply needed to be. I mean, he navigated a fraught and very complex socio-political terrain for decades, both on and beyond the pitch. I mean, Clive was one of the first white coaches to work for a black club, starting with Amazulu back in 1972 before the unification of the country's racially segregated leagues in the late 1970s. He's somebody who won with unfancied teams. If you throw your mind back, he took league titles at Durban City back in 1982 and as well as 1983. Durban Bushbucks also in 1985 won the Coca-Cola Cup with Amazulu in 1992 as well as the Africa Cup of Nations with Bafana Bafana in that wonderful year of 1996. He also won the 2001 Bob Save Super Bowl with Santos, eh? beating Sundowns in the final. His success continued into the 2010s, steering Budvez Witz to third in the Premiership in 2012 as well as 2013 season. And Mpumalanga Black Aces to seventh in 2013-2014. How do we remember this man? Very difficult to say. I mean, he'll be best remembered though. For that infectious enthusiasm that accompanied everything that he did staying with him throughout his career as he moved from the durban football scene which is kind of anonymous durban scene to the top of the pile in africa fly well coach fly well the dog even if we could ask for three hours to pay tribute to this man it simply wouldn't be enough and that's what we're going to attempt to do today Bafana Bafana winning the African Cup of Nations with the South African coach at the helm. And this man remains remarkably calm. Has had a glorious finish. Is one of the standout moments in the history of SA football. It has put South Africa right out of sight. Clive Barker signaled the takeoff of Bafana Bafana to become the champions of Africa. Racing through, there's a great chance. He was a one of a kind. A tribute from all of us at hashtag MSW947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live. Yeah. We got two great legends in studio Mark Williams, Andre Arensa. They'll walk this journey with us tonight. 
But firstly, let me reach out to John Barker, son to Clive Barker, who's on the line. John, thank you so much. Indeed, a difficult time for the family, without a doubt. Difficult time for all those who he considered to be his family in the football sense in South Africa and beyond. Firstly, kindly accept our condolences at 947 for my fam, Rise FM, as well as Soweto and Live. Thank you so much for your time, John. Good evening. Good evening, Robert. Uh, thank you so much for that. Really, really appreciate that. Um, yeah, thank you, man. It's been a, it's a tough week for, for all of us, for the country, for the soccer fraternity, and uh, in particular, our family. So I really appreciate uh, that sentiment. Thank you, Robert. I know the last time we spoke, John, there was, there was hope. He was being taken out of a hospital environment. Um, and headed home. And I think we, we, we did say difficult, but there was a, a glimmer of hope and that came to an end over the weekend. Was he back in hospital at this stage? Uh, John, just to pick up, obviously, on the well-being, knowing that he hadn't been well for a while. Uh, yes, Robert. We, uh, last time we spoke, there was a lot of hope and a lot of optimism uh, about him possibly being around uh, for a lot longer. And, you know, the, the, the sad thing is that he has been sick for, for the last uh, six months. But, you know, um, we, we, it still comes as a shock. It's a, you know, you can't believe that it happens. I really thought that uh, he would be around at least till the end of the year, you know, maybe a bit longer. And unfortunately, uh, he took a, his health took a bit of a dive and he was rushed back to hospital um, on Thursday night uh, and was in intensive care. Um, at Interveni Hospital, and um, yeah, he, they, the doctors phoned my mom uh, on the Thursday, actually early hours of, Thursday, of Friday morning, to say, listen, um, it's, uh, it's the situation now, but it's, it's, a, it's a matter of hours. So uh, my brother Gavin, I was very fortunate that Gavin, um, with my dad, had taken him to... Um, I think you, he went down to, to Durban and he got there uh, just in time to be there with my mom. And then my dad passed away uh, in the early hours of the morning. Sure. And just your, what would your final moments have been um, with your dad, Clive Barker, the father? He, yeah, we, when he came out of hospital uh, three months ago, I came down to, to Durban and uh, we uh, took him out of the hospital, brought him home. And, uh, you know, if I compared to him, uh, you know, how he was then, it was great. He was in a wheelchair and we still had some moments where he spoke. And, you know, typically my dad, you know, all the people that have been around my dad and have been coached by my father, uh, even in those times where there was just a few seconds in the day where uh, he would make a conversation his last thing to me when I hugged him, he said to me about my, about his grandsons, about my sons and about uh, Gavin's sons. He said, tell the boys to keep fighting. Um, you know, tell them uh, to keep... <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, just uh, just emotional, you know? Mm. Uh, Sorry. I know, I know it's, a, it's a difficult one, as you recall that, uh, John. Yeah. yeah. But obviously very, very powerful words. He, he always kind of thought way ahead of what us yeah. so-called normal human beings would. Yeah, he was always um, always so positive and the coach right from the end, always always trying to be positive and trying to get everyone to, to do better 
than they can and, and um, do the best that they can. So it's just, just typical of him and, uh, and how he was all the time. You know, also the, the doctors and all the nurses uh, said it was incredible that, that all the way to the end, he was always so pleasant and kind and polite. Uh, just, just a testament to him that that's who he was through and through. Even when times were tough and his body was giving out, he was still trying to be pleasant to everybody around him. Just incredible. And that's from the doctors and the nurses. And so, yeah. I mean, did he, share, did he share with you at all, uh, John, just what his wish would be? Um, you know, one day when this dreaded day would come through, did he ever share with you uh, what he would hope this country becomes or what he would wish for? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's the most patriotic person. He loves this country. He loves the people of this country more than anything else. He constantly believes, uh, even through all the dramas that we're going through, uh, that we face every day in South Africa, he always believed that South Africa was the greatest country in the world. Uh, and and he really did because it's it's about the people. He believes that South Africans are what what they've gone through, and uh, the approach and the attitude, the positive attitude to life. He just really thinks this is the best country in the world, and he's always stuck by, by that. Um, that's been his philosophy, and I think that's his hope. Uh, he was always seen as the, the guy who represented uh, the Rainbow Nation, and and I know that sentiment that's it's kind of passed and it's maybe frowned upon. But the idea is that he always believed together as South Africans we could always achieve so much. Um, and he always believed in our diversity. And he would just hope that we, we get through all the dramas we get through and that we really become the great country that we should be. You know, And that's always mm. been his dream. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got two great legends here who equally share these sentiments um, from your side, John. But... Um, before I let you go, and I know we'll be chatting in the week, uh, we've been inundated uh, with a lot of people wanting to know uh, details of the funeral, details of where they could go. And somebody phoned early on, uh, just chatting with the team earlier, and they were telling me that somebody who once worked as a security guard, um, and Clive really acknowledged him and, and just felt like yeah. he, he was part of the journey. Um, I think he wanted to, wherever he leaves, in Joburg and wanted to head down to wherever the funeral is. So maybe you can kindly share that, John, if you do have the details. Yes. Uh, we are, the, the funeral will take place on Thursday, 15th of June, here in, in Durban. Uh, we also had a, a fantastic visit today by the Minister of Arts and Culture, Azizi Kodwa, and uh, President uh, Daniel John. And they... Um, have been uh, um, fantastic in supporting and have um, organized as a funeral for, for us and for, for KZN and the country. So it's, uh, we really appreciate that and, uh, and thank them very much for uh, coming on board and, and making that possible. So it will happen Thursday. We, as such, we don't have details uh, definite of the venue, but that will probably be out tomorrow morning. But I can just say that it's Thursday. Uh, in Durban. Okay, I think as the details do come about, we will share them, uh, and, and I'm sure that the turn and the twist now that there is some form of government involvement of it being a provincial, uh, you know, f- official funeral, uh, that might also just change if you wanted something private. You know, John, that you're not going to achieve that, not with Clive, not with the people that loved him. <laughs> no. It would be impossible uh, to do that. Yeah. yeah. 
No, he he absolutely belongs to the nation, and uh, I think it's only fitting that that we say goodbye to him in, in that fashion. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's great that that everyone comes to the party and and giving him that dignified farewell that that he really deserves. Uh, so we, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a great day for us. So. Yeah, I'm glad there's a, there's a positive twist because he was a positive father figure to all of us. Uh, John, make no doubt about that. Um, I'm sure if you've got time, you'll, you'll listen further on the show with the legends and studio. Many, many tributes that have come through via the radio station. Um, I, w- I want to wish you strength as a family. I, I thank you for your time uh, during, obviously, a moment where there's a lot of reflection as well uh, on on who Clive was as a family and also us as fans as well. So, John, thank you so much and all the best moving forward with all the plans. Uh, Robert, thank you so much. I also just want to say that Neil Tovey was here today representing the Bafana team and uh, it was just great to see Neil and uh, we'll, we'll spend time with, with uh, the other players, with Doc and with Lucas and, and everybody else throughout the week. But, but, yeah, thank you so much for being so supportive and big fan, and uh, my, my dad is a huge fan of you and even you doing. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, we'll definitely see you in the week. Thank you, Robert. Absolutely. Absolutely, John. John Barker, thank you so much indeed joining us right here on Marrow Sports Worldwide. I talked about Clive Barker and a last wish. Clive Barker, what's the one thing you still want to do? What's the one thing? You want to go bungee jumping? What is the one thing that you still desire? I would love to win the African Cup of Nations again. If that's not possible, well, we have to walk on. Just to see South African play to the best of their potential, hmm. which is huge, and just, just hope we can get it all right. I know that when the book ended, it said at the end of the Africa Cup of Nations final, when the whistle blew, I saw F.W. Declare, King Zolitini, Nelson Mandela, all walking across the pitch together, holding hands. And for the first time, I thought that South Africa really was united. People who represent and present football, you guys have done it really a very, very good job, sir. From me, as a football coach, to the presenters, thank you for your performance. I did it. My way. Hashtag MSW. Hashtag MSW. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live. Hashtag MSW. Two goals in two minutes, huh? That's what it was. That starting 11 of the 1996 Africa Cup of Nations, you'd have heard the omission of a name, Mark Williams, there. Uh, that's simply because he decided to bring himself onto the field, as legend would tell us so many times, uh, just how agitated he was sitting on a bench. He decided to stand up and scratch his ankles and walk around uh, so that the fans could make a bit of noise and force Clive Barker uh, to turn around and say, OK, Mark, you come on. And he came on, turned on the magic. We won. And we're winning right now because we can only relive those moments about and with Clive Barker, uh, with these legends here. I don't know who's older, but I know one was saving us from defeat. The other one was helping us win. <laughs> so Andre's pointing at, at Mark Williams. <coughs> Gentlemen, firstly, uh, good evening. Welcome to the show. Thank you both for coming through. I know it's a difficult moment because he was more than a coach to both of you. Yeah, he certainly was. Um you, you know, we, we've heard so many tributes yeah. to him already, Rob, and, um, and 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 I don't think you know you could steer too far away from 
the words that have been said about him, um, the kind of person he was, uh, both on and and off the field. Um, you know, it, it's it's that's who he was. Um, and for people like us who who knew him um, in every sort of sense of the word, um, we 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 can relate to it. Um, we can relate to the person that he was. And um, you know, simply because he was. He, he he played a massive role in a lot of our careers, first and foremost. Um, and there were different components mm. that make up um, the pathways of those careers. And he was good at that. Um, and, and, and so, you know, that, that for me is something that I suppose for all of us as players who played under him and worked alongside him, those are the things that we'll, we'll, we'll take heart of and those are the things that will live with us for the rest of our lives. Mm. I get a sense, Mark Williams, that that squad that those those group of players didn't like Clive Barker you guys loved him yeah good evening Rob and thanks for having me on your show um, yeah Rob um, like you said I don't know if there wasn't any player uh, just taking me back the welcome that I got you know the first time that uh, I met coach Clive Barker mm. you know it's like you're coming to your father and he's asking uh, is there anything that you need um, I've never, I think there's only two coaches that gave me that opportunity. The coach, the other one was Budgie Burn and the other one was Clive Parker. Um, they, you know, there were certain things that they gave me. They gave me that freedom to be open in front of them. And that's why I could go onto the field and, and do anything for them. Because, you know, with respect as a player, if it comes to training, you know, he's serious, but he's only serious for... 20, 30 minutes, focusing. Only wants you to focus on that afterwards. He's like, guys, what are we going to do? And we're like, coach, coach, wait, wait, wait. And, and Rob, you know, the funny part is, I don't know if I have to be sad or do I have to cry, but he, was, he always had a smile on his face. And that's how I want to remember him. You know, uh, it's a sad moment. Yeah. Yes. But, um, you know, when always you, we used to be sometimes the last two uh, sitting at the bar and we'll just have a chat and he'll ask me, what are you going to do? And I said, well... You need to go sleep, coach. It's time for you to go sleep, but you know where I'm going. And it's like, okay, uh, just take it easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's why for me, I met the, the, the family, the two brothers. They were still small, you know, yeah. they just spoken now, the wife. And I became like family. And for me, it was, uh, you know, what it done for South Africa, players, players, mm -hmm. let's put it like that, mm -hmm. players, as a family. Um, you know, uh, none to a lot of coaches that I know, and that's why you'll be surely miss for the things that they have done. And and when you hear that so many times, and it, it boggles the mind, Andre, how how was he how was he different? Because coaches are what mm. we know. Coaches are those guys that kick yep. bottles and kick chairs on the touchline because they get angry. They get angry at the human being. Kleinbacher had a he had a different approach. What was it? I think if I if if I could sum Clive Barker up as a coach um, to start with, yeah. if if and and just think about it for a second, Rob. If there was a coaching course that focused on the human being, that focused on the character, that, that focused on the person, I think Clive Barker would have written that manual. Um, you won't find anywhere in the world um, coaches who 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 are experts at that mm -hmm. side of the game. Um, and, and, and that's what he I mean Mark will attest we never spoke at length about formations and things like that and 
we spoke about people we yeah. spoke about players and what players want i mean tell me show me a coach anywhere in the world in the history of the game that would say in a team talk doggies show us your magic hmm. that's what we want that's what we need because he knew and 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 we all knew what he meant doctor knew what he meant the players knew what he meant because he knew that that's what got the ignited the team yeah that one simple little message um and and the fans would feed off it yeah. the players would feed off it and doctor himself would feed off it and and he he didn't have to tell doctor that when you show us your magic you it has to be in a certain area of the field because if if that magic didn't work behind him was your linda behind him was your eric behind him was your lucas and the rest of the team and so all doctor need, needed to understand was right yeah. i need to go and do it and 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 that summed him up that kind of approach to 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 coaching um because he knew his players inside out hmm. inside out and and that's how that's how he set about set about um building the team hmm. for example and for me it wasn't just a case of Clive Barker assembling a bunch of players and putting them into a, a, a game situation and seeing how it goes he spent time hmm. understanding what he needed and yes let's bear in mind that he he had the help indirectly of other coaches mm. we had your jeff butlers who came and started mm. the whole process for example sure. screamer shabalala was in there shakes mashaba was also in there so he oh, could understand what we needed to do and how to mm. fix it and what type of players to bring in and and that's what he said about um and, and he got it spot on he got it spot on and and and, and that's where it grew from sure I think just the, you know, when you when you touch on the issues around Dr. Kumalo and what he needed to do, there was a special bond with a lot of them. But I remember talking about the very same jersey number 15. God bless you, Mr. B. So many great memories. So many great stories. Can you imagine you, you were given a task two minutes before kickoff to say take us to france so many great players it's been a wonderful wonderful side doctor and shoes and of course neil toby and lucas rudebi philemon Wasinga, and they all got little stories in there of exactly what happened thank you sir may you travel as magnificently as you lived i always thought that we had a style about the way we play tribute from hashtag msw on nine four seven Boomer FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live. Good evening, uh, Mr. Marawa. I want to send my deepest condolences to Umde Niwaka Clive, Odi Dog Barker. Hey, Mr. Marawa, sad news. I think we have lost the father of our football, the man who has done a lot South African football. And I don't think, Mr. Marawa, what we have achieved as the nation with Oclive Barker at helm, we will ever achieve it. I think it will took us long, long, long years to achieve what he has achieved with Ibafana Bafana. And lastly, Mr. Marawa, good evening, Rob. This is Odisha here in Cape Town. So sad that we have lost one of the big 
at people in South African football, Coach Clive Beckham. Our condolences to the Becker family. What a legend he is. I just hope and pray that uh, those in charge might maybe one day name a stadium in his name. My condolences. Thank you, Rob. Hi, Robert. It's Abi Moloi from Naturena. The giant has fallen. The man who brought joy and happiness into the hearts of South Africans. The man who always filled up the stadium whenever Bafana Bafana played because of his style of play. He's no more. May his soul rest in peace. You'll be forever be remembered live. Thank you very much. Hi, Robert. It's Winston and um, shareholders. Good day. I'm on a sad note. Um, rest in peace to Clive Parker. Uh, I mean, this, this is the guy that everyone loved in South Africa, you know. One of the best ever to do it. And, you know, I just hope that um, he rests in peace and um, condolences to the Parker family. Thank you, Robert. Hashtag MSWTM. It's Tandegile here in KZN. Bittersweet Monday. Rest in peace to the coach of the nation, Mr. Clive Barker. Condolences to his family and all the players that he's coached and staff that he's worked with. It is no wonder that virtually every single one of those players were signed by the top clubs in Europe. Timeless legend Clive Barker was the only coach in SA to win the African Cup of Nations. Two goals in two minutes. He made players perform beyond their talent. He was the only coach who was giving me 100% freedom to do whatever on the field. He was a friend, coach, mentor, leader and father. He used to be on the corner as a father, the captain and, and, and so would we. Let the families also come. Thank you, Ntate, for sharing yourself so magnificently. Tribute at hashtag MSW947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Sowetan Live. You can also be tuning in and watching us live on YouTube. The two legends here with me in studio under Arnsir, Mark Williams, Bafana Bafana, legends, South African football legends. People that made sure that in 1996 we achieved the kind of success that we did achieve and that still today we talk about the triumph, the great era, the great players and of course the great coach who today we say is no more. What are your thoughts? What are your tributes? Uh, kindly send those through. And as I say, if you're watching on YouTube, you can also deliver some of those uh, questions and comments uh, right over there. Him starting you off on the bench. Did you have a conversation? Did you understand? Were you angry with them? Did you uh, get a feeling that you deserve to start that day? Well, we we talk about the day. Uh, let's talk about the the night, the day before the final. Okay. Yeah, I was the pool champion for one month. I was beating everybody on the pool table, and come at about eight o'clock, uh, coach called me and he says, "Let's go play a game of pool." And uh, went to go play, and I thought, "Okay, it's going to be sweet events." Taking the coach. Plus these guys like Andre, Sean, Bart, them. I've been chowing them for the whole month, hmm. on day on, and um, at about 15 minutes later, the coach beat me. Oh, I was like, what happened now? And I'm going to my room, Rob. But the way I'm walking to my room, I'm not happy. I was, I know about tomorrow. The game is still tomorrow. But now I'm walking to my room. I'm into my room. I put on the TV. I turn. I turn. I said, No, man. How did this coach beat me? And about, I think about 40, 40 minutes, I got up out of the bed. I, I went to the door. I went to go knock on the door at about 10, 10 o'clock. He says, I said, Coach, says Williams. He said, hey, man, go sleep. You were playing tomorrow. I said, no, Coach, man. I just need to talk to you. 
And um, I remember the, his wife was also there in the room talking to him and says, open the door, Clive. I said, no, man, Mark must go sleep. I said, coach, please, man, I just want to talk something because I knew if I'm going to say I want to play, he's not going to allow me to play at all. Mm. And um, he comes to the door, and as he comes to you, he still had that white, you know, the white overalls at the Sunny the National Hotel. Yes, I remember. And he had that, and, and as he put his head out, I put my foot back door, I said, coach, I can't sleep. We need, to, we need one more game. He said, what do you mean you my one more? I said, no, you beat me. I can't sleep. He said, Okay, let's go. Hey, it took me two minutes, Rock. Hey, I cleaned. I cleaned the coach. I beat him. Hey, I was happy. Uh, now we're walking towards the room. He looked at me. He said, are you happy? I said, well, I'm happy. And as we're walking, we bump against a co another coach called Budgie Burn. Yes. And he asked Budgie Burn the words I'll never forget. He said, Budgie Burn, do you think Mark Williams is ready for tomorrow? And Budgie Burn said, if there's one player that's ready, that's me. I went to the room and um, Rob, I was in the meeting mm -hmm. the day of the game. The same gentleman is actually sitting next to me. Yes. I'll never forget it because, you know, it, it went like bouncing. I put my jersey on, like we're going to warm up now. And he looks at me and says, and like, what do you mean? He says, you're not starting. But um, I thought you were joking, you know, because yeah. I was like, I'm, I played all the games. Why would I not be on the, uh, on the bench? And I'm, now I'm counting the plays, you know, but I can't be counting like this. Yeah, I yeah. just with my head. And I'm like, maybe he's right. And I took out the jersey. And a little bit of disappointment came. Mm. But disappointment not as in um, I'm not starting. It's just I was like, why? Mm. Because I knew he had reasons. Mm. There, you know, there, there's no way I could have doubted his, his whatever he wanted me to do. And um, we go on to the bus. As we go to the stadium. Nobody does nothing until Mark Williams doesn't start singing. Hmm. And I sat there and I, I said, but this is a team sport. You know, whatever happens, it happens. Hmm. I'll be ready. If he calls me last minute, I'll still be. And I start singing. And when I start singing, the players were surprised. But Rob, um, the bus, the spirit onto the field, the crowd, the people at half past nine, ten o'clock, people were up there. It was a lovely atmosphere. And so you turned that disappointment into a positive thing. But you know what your biggest mistake was? Your biggest mistake was asking to play Clive again and you beating him at pool because that put you on the bench. Marawa Sports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947. Vuma FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. A big Frank Sinatra fan. You're doing it his way. Only the way Clyde Barker Woods in studio. Mark Williams, former Bafana Bafana striker, scorer of the magical goals that brought his glory in South Africa. He'll tell you that he played for Wolves on the other side. On the answer, he'll tell you he played for Fulham. I'll believe him. But a former Bafana Bafana great himself, goalkeeper extraordinaire, led by none other than a great captain by the name of Neil Tovey, who joins us live from Durban. Neil, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Good evening, Robert. How are you doing? Yeah, I suppose very well, uh, but also very reflective here in studio. Uh, we spoke to John. He told us about your presence at the family house. As I know, you you and Clive, were you got along so, so well. And then the news would have landed on your ears, Neil Tovey, over the weekend. What sort of reaction does that draw? Yeah, it was a twofold reaction. Obviously, uh, I've been in touch with the family for, for a good couple of months. 
in terms of Clive when he went and uh, and he wasn't in a good shape, you know. So uh, so from one aspect, like the family have said, he's at peace now. Uh, he's not suffering. But at the other end, you know, uh, we've, we've lost an unbelievable legend to our game, you know. And it's never a, really a good time for that, you know. What was your final conversation like with Clive? Yeah, I mean, it was always one of bringing back memories and, and, and throwing back the years of football. You know, uh, uh, you know, the travel part, we always often saw each other by the race race course or at, at, at a football match here in Durban and we're at a function. Yeah, and I was always just, actually just laughing about the real, real good times, you know, that we that we had together. And, uh, and, and, and that was one of, obviously, Clive's, greatest attributes was his ability to to have fun but at the same time we were very very focused at, at our job in hand you know and I've always said that if you're not having fun you can never do anything to the best of your ability and uh, every time we, we really all the players not one player didn't want to come to camp uh, for the national team you know uh, we were all there and very 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 happy in camp that happiness was brought about by many factors, uh, Neil. You, you would know more than most. Uh, I think your image will be eternal, lifting that trophy, making history. We haven't been able to repeat that history ever again in this country, which I dare say is a disgrace. Um, he talked about him not going to the World Cup, for example, something that he had managed to qualify as for, which again, as South African football, is a disgrace. Uh, but he took all of those punches, didn't he? Yeah, he did, you know. Um, and that was because he was a player's coach. He, he took the fall uh, for, for always for the players. And, uh, you know, it was very, at that time, it was a very, very naive decision. Um, you know, people didn't realize how strong that Confederations Cup was, you know, to call for, for his head. Uh, at that time or certain players, whatever, and he would stand by the players. And, uh, you know, it's one occasion that he should have just been stronger and told them, you know, it's not going to happen like that. And, uh, you know, and he, it was a big injustice that he didn't take the team to the World Cup. Uh, I feel that uh, there certainly would have been a better performance from, from the team. I know that we'll continue in the week with uh, plenty of tributes, the likes of Doc will come in. He promised us tomorrow. Um, the great legend was trying to play football, uh, hurt himself, uh, but he'll be he'll be in tomorrow. So he's, you know he's on crutches right now. Um, but we've got the brave soldiers here, Neil. I mean, if you had to leave us with something uh, that we can hold on to about the memory of Clive Barker, what would that be? Yeah, that's that's you know uh, even through all the. A good time, and, and obviously we had a lot of great times. You know, he whatever he touched turned to gold. Uh, in my early days in, in my career, I mean, I was, I was coming through the amateur ranks. Uh, well, first of all, it was under 16 uh, interprovincial tournament we won. Then it was uh, for a brief spell with Juventus, a brief spell with Juventus in the amateur ranks. Yeah, just in, in the interchange of season. And he won the league there. Then Durban City won back-to-back league titles. Then moving to Bushbucks, <laughs> winning, winning the title of Bushbucks. And then obviously 
uh, the, the the cup competitions with Amazulu and Santos or uh, you know and, and the Larks. So yeah, he 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 breathed he breathed success. Mm. And the most important factor around that success was just seeing the stadiums that were full for Bafana Bafana. Um, the fans were so so elated, and 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 at a very very special time uh, in our uh, young democracy. Uh, in 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 '94 through to '96 when we won the Afcon, and he always believed in the team. Uh, he never ever doubted the team's capabilities. And there was just a, a special moment where we we were in one of our trips to Australia, in Australia, and uh, we were at supper uh, in our hotel, and there happened to be a a, a bar that was. Uh, up, upstairs from 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 the restaurant, and and it was a bar come come dance floor come occasion. So, and we were just sitting there having 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 finishing off our supper. And he says, you know, and then the, the music and 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 the beat started to happen. And he and he said, you know, uh, you know, let's just go upstairs and let's just just sit around and and have a chat. And I wonder how many of the players will come into, <laughs> into the bar, into the into the doll, into the, that that room. And we sat around the corner, and then one by one, all heard the meal, and it all happened to come downstairs and uh, and 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 just find out what was happening with those beats. And uh, I, I remember the time, and uh, virtually the whole team was there. And he said, "Yeah, you see." Uh, Steve Crowley, he's the only one that's a true professional. And he said it jokingly, obviously. He said, Steve Crowley is the only one that was a true professional. He won't And as the words were coming out of his mouth, Steve was the last to walk into it. <laughs> and, and that was clever. And he just said, ah, oh, guys, you know, you've got five minutes, you've got half an hour, and then, you know, let's, let's go to bed. We've got things to focus on. And, and that was it. You know, we won the AFCON, the first game against Cameroon. And after that game, we came back to the hotel and we celebrated. And and because you have to celebrate victories, nothing untoward, just just to bring this keep the spirits and of, of the team up. And that was Clive, you know. But it was certainly back to work the next morning at training. And that and I think that's gone out of the national team where, you know, you you you, you feel welcome. You always got to not looking over your shoulder. You were very very welcome in that camp, and and you had fun. But at the same time, we worked extremely, extremely hard for one another because when it come, came to difficult moments in the match, that's when you've got to come out and, and, and work together for each other. And that was absolutely, absolutely superb in that team camaraderie. I think that boss story made Mark Williams very thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Trish was the first. <laughs> I can believe that story, man. You know, it's, it can never be a conversation without jokes because even at the most difficult times, Clive always found a moment to spin things, turn them around, make fun, make jokes, laugh about things. Neil, I'm sure you've got a mammoth task ahead of you on Thursday. I don't want to, I know your voice disappears rapidly. Um, all that screaming on the field as a captain. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for leading. Thanks for being the superstar. Thanks for being the captain that you were. And thank you for being a friend to Clive Barker. Yeah, and then obviously on behalf of the team of 96 and all the Fana players and all the 
football players that we have in, in the fans of the country, obviously, condolences to Yvonne and John mm. and to Gavin and the family and the grandkids and everybody because we've lost a true legend. The words there of Neil Tovey, former Bafana Bafana captain, joining us right here on the line. He mentioned something about Santos. Uh, you can't talk about Santos and not talk about huh, former Santos leader, captain, Amazulu defender, Edris Burton. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Robert, and good evening to your two legends in, in the studio, and good evening to the listeners as well. Sad loss, man. Um, phew. I don't even yeah. know where your journey begins with somebody like Clive, but one thing I know in all my mm-hmm. conversations with him is that he could never, ever speak even more highly of you than he did <laughs> as both a, a, a football player but also as a human being. Now, that father figure, Idris, is gone. Yeah, no, without a doubt. I think, you know, when I heard the news, um, it felt like the same time, the same feeling when I, when I lost my parents. You know, so that's the kind of impact, kind of effect that he's had on my life um, from an early age. I mean, I, I was in, in Durban at the time, and my first memories were we had a Puma outlet, and myself and him doing promotions all down the Richards Bay, Zululand, Ishoe. And you know what? Clive's character was beyond. I mean, I did not realize he was. He had such a big character. And that was my first interaction. And, and I mean, we just grew closer and closer. And I think a year later, in 1997 or earlier, that, later that year, I got called up to the national team to get my first uh, Bafana Bafana cap. So, yeah, really, I mean, I don't think we're going to do justice in, in this short space of time, Robert. No, without a doubt. And, and, and I've only got all, all of two minutes, um, yeah. which was just uh, the amount of time Mark Williams needed to score uh, those two goals at AFCON. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so just from, you know, just, just from that, though, Idris, uh, maybe one thing that you, you might have thought about it. How, how do you think we should remember uh, Coach Clive Barker as a nation? Yes, there's going to be a provincial uh, funeral. Um, yeah, yeah. We could always argue about that, I felt. You, you know, he was not a provincial yeah. coach. Uh, he was a national mm. team coach. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, how should we remember Coach Clive? I think yeah, Clive would have loved us to just remember him for the big character that he was. And and I mean, all the guys will, will, will emphasize the same thing. And, and his character on the field compared to his character off the field. Off the field was even a bigger character. I mean, the stories, the... The memories of the field was was unbelievable, and I mean, from the national team for me, and as well, more so closely to to my time at Santos with him, winning the the, the Bob save. I mean, wherever he went, he just oozed the personality, the character, the enthusiasm. He had that charisma about him, and it's just positive, from the cleaning ladies ladies in the office to the porters at the at the airport i mean you can just i can think here of a thousand things that i can think of 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 times that you know but i think he would love us to to remember him for that positive Mm. character that big character that larger than life character uh that's what he that he used and i mean the one thing for me personally is that you know he made you believe that you are this super super human being 
Incredible. Made me believe that anything is possible. I mean, going onto that field of play, you could, and I mean, a lot of a lot of us would have run through brick walls for you, without a doubt. <sighs> Idris, as you said, time against us, my friend. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thanks, Robert, and, and just to to his wife Yvonne, um, John, and and, and Gavin. Uh, from my side and my, my whole family and everybody in the larger football community, our condolences goes out to you. All the strength and, and, mm-hmm. and Godspeed for, for this tough time. Idris Burton there, uh, the former Santos and Amazulu defender. Uh, both of you guys have worked on television. I don't know if you've been fired, but you know about time. Um, I don't know if you still do television work. Uh, if you look at the clock. <laughs> One minute <laughs> left, Rob. No. <laughs> Five seconds left. Mark Williams, let's do this again. Andre Arinsa, let's do this again. I appreciate you both, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. And deep respect, Clive, for everything you have done for our country and for Bafana Bafana. But with life, he made it look easy. You brought happiness and joy to everyone you met. Your legacy as a legend. And there he is, Nelson Mandela. And the gentlemen of South African football will forever live in our hearts. Um, all the Goros and everybody will, will come and do the flying run. And, and it's amazing that team has never been put to bed because... From all of us at Hashtag MSW on 947. Vuma FM, Rise FM and Sowetan Live.